I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. One, it'll go. Welcome in to uh, KSL Sports. Uh, we're on Facebook, Twitter, and uh, YouTube. And joining me is uh, Britton Covey, former University of Utah standout. Not only a wide receiver, but you know, just an extreme, crazy, uh, talented specialist as well. And uh, I'm Kyle Ireland, the locals in the NFL insider for KSLSports.com. And uh, Britton, it's it's a pleasure to have you on. I know that you uh, you've probably got a lot of emotions going on right now. You uh, have a busy couple of days ahead of you. What are your you know general thoughts and feelings right now? And you know what are your expectations kind of going into this weekend? Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's uh, it's nice to be in my position where I know I'll be a day three guy. You know, if I get picked or free agent or whatever that is. So. I don't have to stress as much today and tomorrow. You know, if I were right borderline on that round two or three, four range, I feel like it'd be a little bit more stressful tomorrow. But I'm going to be a Saturday guy. And uh, so that that's good. But I've had to kind of distract myself because so much is out of your control at this point And you just don't want to be in your own head thinking about things. So I've golfed multiple times this week. I've, uh, you know just kind of distracted myself a little bit anyways it's been good though what what are your um i guess like going into this process you probably had some expectations right like i mean it's like before you go into college you're like oh college is going to be like this and then you get to college and you're like this is not anything like i expect it to be Mm -hmm. although there's some elements that you know are familiar based off of kind of your experiences with other people You've had teammates get drafted in the past. Uh, have they talked to you about, you know, expectations of going into this process? And, you know, what were your expectations and kind of how did those yeah. expectations meet what you kind of expected going in? Yeah, I mean, it's been interesting to talk to a lot of my teammates who have been drafted. Um, a lot of them were drafted to teams that didn't have very much contact with them before the draft, which was a surprise to them. And then, uh, you know, I've talked with guys who tried for the league, but didn't really get a shot. And they've given me advice on what to not do a lot of times. And, uh, other than that, though, it's just been me learning firsthand stuff. And it's interesting because in college, you know, when you're being recruited, it's, it's the coaches trying to sell you on why their program is kind of the best. And right now it's, you're trying to sell yourself in interviews to a program, you know, there's more job interviews than being recruited for college. They're selling the program right now. You're trying to sell yourself a little bit. And so that's been an interesting twist, you know, but it's at the end of the day, it's just football. And you go to a place where a coach believes in you, hopefully, and where they want to use your talents to the, to the utmost. We'll see where that is, but ready to go to one of 32 cities. <laughs> How would you compare it to the recruiting process, you know, 
going out of high school into college, is there any similarity from, you know, your past experience of like, Hey, these programs want me. I'm trying to find the best fit for me in this draft process. Are teams similar to that recruitment? Um, for the free agents, yes, it is. You know, I'm a possible free agent. And so I've been looking at teams as if I was looking at colleges, you know, okay, what team scheme fits my system? What coaches have a history of, you know, playing undersized guys or what? Things like that. So, yeah, for the free agents, it's like that. For the draft picks, it's not. For the draft picks, it's just, you just, it's like a mission call, right? I didn't know I was going to go to Chile, you know? So, I guess it's a little bit like that. But for me, as I'm on the cusp, you know, I might get drafted. Um, I, I expect to be drafted late rounds, but also I feel like a lot of people expect to be drafted and they're not. So I'm also kind of very ready for free agency. And that's where it is like college. What's one thing that was super surprising to you, you know, with talking with all of these teams throughout the process and your pro day and, you know, meeting with scouts is there anything that kind of caught you off guard? Or you were like, oh, that's interesting that they asked me that. Or, you know, that's kind of like the norm for the NFL side of things. Yeah. Um, I think there are a couple times when they pull up your bad plays on film and they want you to explain yourself a little bit. Those are kind of interesting ones. And, you know, they get you a little bit confused. Um, but for me, what I have thought is cool in the interview process is you can tell the coaches will kind of prod or around questions or they'll start off with kind of a generic question and the better you answer it you can tell they dig deeper and deeper to see if you really know um and I think that that's that's been a cool thing for me because you know physically I'm I'm not crazy impressive it, compared to a lot of the guys they see across the country every day I mean I am great I run a 4-4 I'm really quick and shifty but these guys see four, three guys all the time. And so I got to find a way to be unique and stand out. And one of those areas is the mental side for me. So I've loved interviews and film and just the ability to show them like, wow, this kid could pretty much play quarterback if, you know, if all else went to whack. So that's been a, a big part for me. Hey, you've got that in your uh, resume, right? I mean, it's a while Absolutely. ago, but you do have that quarterback on your resume. Um, as far as NFL guys, I'm, I'm sure you've watched, you know, a ton of FL in your past. Is there a guy or two that you're trying to replicate somebody yeah. who you're like, that guy has had success in the league. I want to kind of follow in his footpath. I'd say two guys. First is Hunter Renfro, just the, you know, similar body types. He was a little bit older coming out of college. Um, both return man doubles his slot and he's just so crafty. You know, he doesn't just rely on his quickness. He just, he's so crafty and he's so smart. Um, so that's a comparison that a lot of teams have given me. And then someone that I've always loved is Danny Amendola. Uh, he went to the, started off his career as just a punt returner, but he was such a smart player. He worked his way into a slot role, became unbelievable, you know? And so those two guys are kind of guys that I've watched a lot of film on and, tried to replicate i would say what are some of the teams that you've met with if you're comfortable bringing that into the conversation you know there's 32 of them but not everybody you know 
has a draft pick and uh you know right. some you know some teams trade out of rounds and things like that and move up to go get guys ha- have there been teams that are like hey we're super interested in you and you know kind of what are your he- what are you hearing from yeah. teams i guess yeah uh, you hear different things so i've you know i've talked with about 16 teams is who i've talked with and um I think the initial conversation started from teams at, ooh, we're going to interview him because we want him as a priority free agent or something like that. And then they've realized, oh, there's quite a few teams interviewing him with that same goal in mind. So if he goes into free agency, it's going to be a battle. It's good, you know, we're going to be competing with 12 other teams. And so maybe we will have to draft him. And so it's been interesting to kind of see that shift I, I felt as teams have talked with me more. Um, and I think that there's an element to both of that understanding, okay, how much interest is there? And, you know, if we can't get him as a free agent, you know, we might have to take him the sixth round, you know, and anyways, it's been, uh, that's kind of what I felt, but 16 teams is who I've talked with and some more than others. Uh, some of them just a simple phone call from a scout. Others I've had like four zoom calls with coaches and coordinators with, you know, a few different teams. I wanted to go back to your college career real quick. One question before we kind of move on to my next topic, but you had, you know, some breakout plays, highlight plays. I mean, the Rose bowl most recently where you just like blow past everybody. I mean, do you look at those kind of plays as like, those are the moments that separate me. I have filmed, or is it just the like day to day fundamental like mm-hmm. I go out, I can run a five yard out, the the basics of the NFL plays? Or is it just like yeah. the, the highlight plays? Like, what kind of separates you, do you think? Yeah. I think it's the highlight plays because I think it's the ability to take what is an everyday play and make something special out of it. You know, you wanna offer something unique. If you're just an everyday Joe who's a solid player. You can find thousands of those types of players across the country. So you need to find something that makes you unique. And for me, that's, you know, those specialty plays, the ability to take a five yard out 50 yards or take a punt where I've got two guys barreling down on me, turn it into a 25 yard return. Right. So I think those are that. And then I think the other thing for me is just, I've always been successful even when kind of the odds were stacked against me in my freshman year, you know, no one really knew who I was, had to beat out like three or four guys coming back from a mission, you know, and starting right back into it was successful. And then coming back from an ACL and once again, so it's, it's like you've shown that you understand the formula of success. You're not just relying on athleticism or skill. It's like, you know how to overcome stuff and be successful in any type of offense under any circumstances. I say those two things. So we've got Drew Johnson commenting. He says, go Utes. So uh, I want to ask you about Utah. How did Utah specifically prepare you for the NFL? I think, uh, I mean, I've had three different receivers coaches since I've been there. So that's been interesting to get, you know, different perspectives. Um, Utah runs their program like an NFL program, according to my teammates who are in the NFL, right? I've never been in an NFL program, but they just say it's no bull crap. It's very uh, 
trust oriented and coach Witt runs it like an NFL program. Um, offense and defense in a way are almost two separate teams because coach just delegates it to coach Scally and coach Ludwig, you know, and, and then I would say just a lot of the coaching that I've gotten is from guys who have spent time at the highest level. And that has helped a ton. You know, I've coached Scally has helped me a ton on return and coach Witt. And then obviously coach Ludwig's been around forever um, in different capacities. And so, you know, people talk about the player development at Utah and it's, you know, it takes time, but it's, it really is what they say. You know, they turn three-star guys into draft picks all the time. Or I want to ask you about, sorry, go ahead. I said, or two-star guys. <laughs> like <me. laughs> All good. I, I want to ask you about some of your current teammates or I guess recent teammates. Right. Um, soon to be former, right? I want to talk about Devin Lloyd in a second because we all know that he's going to go tonight. He's going to yep. be a first-round pick, which is super cool. But what other guys should we look for day two, day three, some other guys who might be undrafted free agents? Mm. Which of your teammates should fans of Utah football and in the state of Utah be keeping their eye on this week? Yeah. Uh Teammates, I would say, I think Nephi Sewell is going to get drafted. And I think that he's going to, you know, he's going to show a lot of people how good he is. Um, you know, it's not that he was overshadowed by Devin, but how can you not be, right? But he was a kind of an unsung hero of our defense last year. And he's so competitive, right? And, and just does everything right. So I think he's going to be drafted higher than people think. Um, I think TJ Pledger is going to get, you know, possibly drafted. He'll get a few opportunities that I think people weren't expecting up front until he kind of, you know, showed, no, I'm, I'm legit. So I think TJ will get some opportunities. Um, and then I think uh, people are going to be surprised by Cole Fotheringham as well. I, I don't know if he'll get drafted. I, I doubt it, but he's got teams looking at him and, you know, NFL scouts are so good at understanding you know, how good a player can be. And I think that he's going to, you know, make a team and, and show a lot of skills. So that's kind of what I think. And then around the state, I mean, I'm a big Devin Tompkins fan, still mad that he didn't get a combine invite. Uh, so well-deserved, you know? And so that was, you know, I, I love his game and watch him all the time. And then James MP, I think James MP, same thing. He, I don't know how he didn't get a combine invite and he should have been, he should be drafted. He's, you know, he deserves it. So those are my two guys from around the state as well. Awesome. And Devin Lloyd, you know, I, I had a chance to talk with Devin yesterday. We're here live in Vegas and, you know, Devin's just, he's so polished and so talented. He's like the complete package, right? On right. and off the field. What makes Devin such a good teammate and why is he other than other than his on-field talent? Because we all know right. what he is on the field. Right. What makes him a first-round talent off the field? I think it's. I give credit to his parents. His parents have they raised him to be a unbelievably respectful, humble, kind person. And he obviously credit to him. He took it. Um, but like the but when I met his parents this uh, you know a year ago. Um, I was like, ah, oh, that's why 
he's so kind and that's why he's just so humble. And so I think that, and he's just, you know, being an underrated recruit coming out of high school, you kind of keep that chip on your shoulder. I mean, I know how that feels. And so, yeah, that's, that's what I would attribute it to. Well, Britton, I know that you're short on time. You've got a busy schedule ahead of you the next few days. So I appreciate your time real quick before we let you go. Jazz losing tonight or is it going to seven? Oh, it's going to seven. It has to. Otherwise, but the thing is, if, if it goes to seven, it's just going to, do they play on Saturday after that? I think so. Oh, then Saturday will be the, it could either be the greatest day ever because I go to the <laughs> NFL and we go to the second round, or it could be like a high and then low of low. So I think we well, win. Well, let's hope uh, for your emotions that it's just a, an awesome weekend all around. Okay, Britton? Yeah, I agree. Let's do it. I'm the biggest awesome. jack. Well, so. He's Britton Covey, uh, future NFL player Britton Covey. You can follow him on Twitter at Brit underscore Covey2. And keep uh, your eyes locked on kslsports.com and the KSL Sports app this weekend. Find out where Britton goes. Thanks, Britton. Thanks. Appreciate it.